look the part, but let's see some of your moves. me smile <laughs> even even if mike's not here to, to to join us tonight and and be with us i just i just want the the universe to know that i appreciate the the work that he put into that intro absolutely it, it, every time it gets me <laughs> and, and every time i always like oh what if we put this picture in there or or, or that that other little thing is it's so fun so we got another wednesday and, and i gotta say I, I i please i hope you don't take this as an insult by any stretch i kind of miss having mike i have i miss having the the three of us together on on these flights yeah hopefully here in the next few weeks we get him back on on our regularly scheduled program that's like he's been abducted by some band of bounty hunters or something like that right (laughs) so this is ken one of the 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 trio that tends to, to hang out on this this fancy ship this is john and so this is going to be a, a I don't I don't know how long we'll go we'll 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 see what kind of magic happens. Um, normally we have these little segments that we talk through, whether it's troop time where we talk about the events that we've we've experienced recently in our costumes, or we we spend time talking about the the actual costumes that we're making. And this week we don't really have either of those to talk through. I've been really slacking on trooping lately, um, and I've spent probably a a handful of hours putting stuff together either on that that little pit droid that i'm working on or uh, one of the many other costumes that are you know at various stages but nothing of substance to talk about so instead of that i uh wanted to plant the seeds for talking about things that showed up in the movies that we we love for all of these many years that weren't fully flushed out or weren't fully explored that we think could make for some interesting conversation. 
And one example of that is if we start not the, the first movie in release history, but the first movie in in the whole Skywalker saga, The Phantom Menace, whatever happened to Anakin's friends? You know, what happened with his his little uh, Rodian friend Wald? What happened with with Kitster? I mean, what, what, what kind of things do you think occurred after, you know, Anakin was whisked away to the to the Jedi Temple? <clears throat> You know, th- part of me wants to think that, you know, they all had a happy ending and they had a, a bit of a slave uprising on Tatooine and, and broke away from uh, Watto. Um, but, I, you know, I, I, I also kind of picture them like after they saw Anakin do really well in the pod racing, they kind of became their own little pit crew for, uh, for, for one of them to do some pod racing as well. Oh, that, so, so who would be the driver? Who would be the pit crew? I mean, you got. I think you'd have to go with with uh, Kitzer would probably be the 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 pilot, and the, the rest of them would be his pit crew. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. And I do know that um, I think it was somewhat recently that they had uh, a Star Wars comic that showed Anakin as Vader, you know, meeting up with Walden and Kitzer as adults, but nothing, you know, in that 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 early space, you know, when, when Anakin went to, uh, went to Coruscant. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, I guarantee you there is probably some comic offshoot story <laughs> or something or other that just puts us in our place and tells us we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's probably one or two, uh, you know, listeners like, yeah, don't, did, didn't you read such and such, you know, article in star Wars insider or, or this this three story arc in the in the in the comics. Mm-hmm. What are the, some? Uh, what would be a, another example that came from the Phantom Menace that you you kind of wonder what happened? Who was uh, Padme's captain? The Panaka. Yeah. Do we ever know what happened to him? Because he wasn't in Attack of the Clones. No, it was, it was a different person, wasn't it? Right. I don't know what happened. And I don't know if that was like a, um, yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even sure. Order. I wonder if, you know, he saw a Sith Lord and he's like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to take my, my early retirement and go sit on the sands of Naboo and <laughs> do some fishing in yeah. the lake country. You're right. <laughs> well, even just, you know, what about the, the, the Gungans in general? I mean, you know, in Phantom Menace, there wasn't a, a strong relationship between, the Gungans and the, the 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 Nabooians. So after the Phantom Menace, did they 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 build a stronger alliance? Did they spend more time with each other now that they you know kind of supported each other and 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 battled for each other? Yeah, I I mean, the, there's a lot from the Phantom Menace that it's like, I wonder what happened there, and and you know, because the the public backlash from from Jar Jar and the Gungans, they kind of glossed over all that. I mean, you see Boss Nass at Padme's funeral in um, Revenge of the Sith, so th- there is some, you know, relationship between the people of Naboo and the Gungans there. Yeah, because if they had just gone back to the way that it, the, the way that it was before that, you you probably wouldn't have seen that level of diplomacy or that 
that that that willingness to be present at such a uh, you know state ceremony kind of thing. Right. Yeah, and what about the handmaidens? Like Padme's handmaidens, I, I guarantee you that's probably in the Queen of Shadows book. Oh, there there there's a lot of stuff in 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 the books, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in the comics. So that one, those that group of of um, of females were were flushed out pretty extensively in the in the other materials. Some of it even you know more recently. So it's still it's still being being worked on. And I'm pretty sure that that each of the pa- uh, each of the handmaidens like had a name, and there was there was a whole lot involved with that. In fact, I just um, <clears throat> I was just listening to the the Afra book, and in the Afra well the the audio book, they were mentioning uh, one of the one of the handmaidens in that. Mm. So. I need to go back and and listen to that one. Um. Because about two years ago, I think I got about ninety percent done with it and never finished it. Yeah, and I'm actually I'm surprised at how how many I've so in the last the last couple of months I've listened to three audiobooks, which for a long time I just I did I wasn't interested in them, mm-hmm. but now that I spend you know over an hour each way driving to work, I'm like why not? Like I can yeah. I can I can have somebody read to me. You know, so I've I've listened to the I'm almost done with Afra. I listened to Rise of the Red Blade, and I listened to uh, Crimson Ra, uh, Crimson Rise, no Crimson Crimson Climb, mm. the 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 book that was about uh, Akira. So I, I was I was quite surprised by all three of them for for various reasons. But yeah, I thought it was I I am quite curious to look more into the, the the stories of the handmaidens after um you know the the prequel trilogy yeah once i finish the first thrawn trilogy i think the the queen because you guys have been recommending queen of shadows a lot so that'll that'll probably be next on the block for me uh because i'm all, i think i only have like two hours left in okay. uh it's either two or three hours left in thrawn alliances and then i need to get in Oh, what's the third book? Oh, I'm blanking on the name now because it's Thrawn, Thrawn Alliances, and something else. Is it Allegiance? Or is it another trilogy? But yeah, I, I definitely I want to finish the the first Thrawn trilogy and then take a break from Thrawn to listen to something else. Yeah, but I have it's I a have lot of the, stuff. I have the Ascendancy trilogy. Okay. Thrawn Treason is what it is. Yeah, I have three and a half hours left in Thrawn Alliances, and then I'm going to start Treason. Yeah, it's amazing when they, they, they measure books in terms of the hours of the of the narration or hours of the story. Yeah. And are the Thrawn books like many of the other Star Wars books where they have, you know, sound effects and a little bit of music in the background? And Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I... I could be completely wrong, but I don't think it's just one like narrator. I think they they have multiple voice actors for the characters. Is it certainly like at least for Thrawn? So because the 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 pitch in the cadence they use for Thrawn it sounds much different than the standard speaking voice of the narrator. Like so much different to a point where it's like that could be a whole different person. Wow. 
because I know for like the the Doctor Afra book, that one's more like an audio drum. I mean, each mm-hmm. each character has their 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 own actor or actress. But right. With um, with Rise of the Red Blade and and Kira, it was you know a single person just changing the their voice mm-hmm. to do the other characters. Yeah, that's that's how the Ahsoka book was too, where Ashley Eckstein would just change her her inflection based on the character she's she's portraying yeah speaking of uh you know going back to the 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 phantom menace and you mentioned what it would be like hearing the story about kister if he was a uh uh a racer i wonder about the other pod racers like there's there's that whole lineup it would be fun to find out how they got to the the bunta eve you know classic what made them so so good as pod racers and then maybe what happened after that because i thought they had like disbanded you know pod racing or whatever because it was so dangerous mm-hmm. yeah i i never really thought about any of the pod racers because you know they all just kind of died in the uh in the boots even the phantom menace well there was the the guy who didn't even get off the starting line true you know his stuff went scattering um Sabulba didn't die Mm-hmm. You know, just crash. But it it's and it, it, it does make me wonder like how in the world did Sabulba become, you know, such a such a menace of a of a of a racer? How did he get to have that reputation of being the person who, you know, sabotaged other racers and stuff? You know, Sabulba probably had the same uh same mentality as Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> you gotta win at any cost. So do you think he, he had uh you know, some special training where someone, you know, blindfolded him while he drove around his first pod razor. Uh, you know, I look, he might have had a, a, a loaf cat in the back. <laughs> so, What about uh, the second movie in, in, in the lineup, Attack of the Clones? What are some loose threads that you think would be curious to, to, to unravel or, or piece together differently? How do they make Jawa juice? What 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 is the what is the ingredients list in Jawa juice? That always in, that, in that the Star Wars good. world or in our world? In the Star Wars world, because you know I, I thought about that because you know now they've got Galaxy's Edge and all that like you hear about it more, but like it was always one of those lines where it's like you want a cup of Jawa juice? <laughs> what? So. Yeah, I wonder if it's uh, like, um, so Jawas were, were scavengers. Um, so is it, is it just a, a funny name that they gave to some sort of a mixed drink of some sort? You know, a wacky concoction of maybe, you know, Orange Fanta and, and Dr. Pepper. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I'm not saying it's tasty. I'm just saying I wonder if it's... If it's something like that, sorry that that thinking of that combination just disgusting. Ugh, yeah, it probably is just some sort of mixed drink, but I also like to think that you know it's just freshly squeezed Jawa, <laughs> like baby oil. Is that do they get the oil from actual babies? They get the juice yeah. from actual Jawas? Yeah, why not? <laughs> so I think you got to worry about all the hair because I because according to Pelly Mata, they're they're really fuzzy. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta get a fine mesh strainer when you're making it. 
And speaking of yeah. uh, you know, Jawa Juice and Dexter's Diner, you know, there's there's gotta be stories somewhere of where Dex and 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 Obi Wan had had interactions before that. You know, you know, he's old buddy, so that means there's there's, there's got to be more to it that that we haven't heard about or read about yet. Right, and how did Dex become so knowledgeable about Kamino and poison darts? Yeah, because I thought I thought Dex was was had military background or something. I don't know because he has he had, I thought he had a couple tattoos on his arms. Yeah, it's because he was a chef. All good chefs have tattoos. I don't know. Does Gordon Ramsay have tattoos? Uh, he probably does. Yeah. He looks like the the kind of person to get a to get a shoulder tattoo, like on the the bell of his shoulder, or yeah. the, like the 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 sparrows on like his collarbones. Nah, the bell of your shoulder, like a, like a yeah. chef's hat <laughs> and a and a biker ribbon underneath. Oh yeah, no, he's got a little uh, whisk wrapped in. <laughs> In the, the traditional wrapping. Now I'm curious. Does Gordon Ramsay have a tattoo? Or does he have a does he have a butterfly on his ankle because he got dared to get a, a tattoo in his college years? Googling Gordon Ramsay tattoo is not what I expected to bring up. <laughs> uh, but I can tell you a lot of people have Gordon Ramsay tattoos. That 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 probably does not that does not surprise me. He does not. He does not like having tattoos. Okay. okay. Uh, well, I guess my point is just invalid. Well, mo- how, about, how about most good chefs? Most, most good chefs. Yeah. Most good chefs. <laughs> yeah. I uh, Attack of the Clones though. Like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff like has the 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 Clone Wars really wrapped up. When it comes to loose threads, it's one of those. It's one of those things where it's like, we have the 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 expand the immediate expanded media from that. That there's not there's not a whole lot I can think of that that doesn't have a good connection. Well, I mean, there, are, there were there were there were you know hundreds, if not thousands, of Jedi at the time. So there's yeah. there's, there's room there. I mean, heck, we we just recently got a little bit of of Keller and Beck. And before that we didn't, we had never really actually before Jedi temple challenge, we hadn't heard of Keller and Beck. So we right. even in the, in the movies. So, so there, is there more to that? Or even, you know, the, that, that practice that the Jedi's had of, of traveling the galaxy, you know, seeking out, you know, force sensitive children. How did that become a thing? How mm-hmm. did that become a decision that they, they made? good point yeah how how did they how do they go about stealing kids yeah or or being gifted them because in some cases you know the 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 families willingly said hey you know our kid has witchcraft in them here take them to your 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 temple on that that city planet (laughs) they're your problem now yeah i'm tired of them moving around the the cookie bowl every cookie jar every time i put it up there they get it down i can't i can't I can't keep snacks out of their hands. <sighs> yeah, I I don't know. Like other than other than the Jedi, like there's there's not a whole I can think of for Attack of the Clones. Well, even how about just more? I mean, there was there was going to be that whole underworld 
um, series, that whole TV show Underworld that would have taken place on the lower levels of Coruscant or the video game 1313. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a, a, a smidgen of that in um, uh, the Outlander Club and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Whatever happened to Sleaze Bag Auto? Or- yeah. That, that, I, I, do, yeah. I do ask that question quite often. And, and that's actually one of those those silly costumes I'd love to figure out how to make. The, the, the For me, the hardest part would be either the hair, because I have next to none now, um, or even those um, fleshy ear stalks or eye stalks or whatever he had on his head, mm-hmm. you know, when he was there, you know, trying to sell death sticks. That's another one where I really think he went home and, and changed his life. Thanks to Obi-Wan. Yeah. So, I you know, I wonder, because, you know, the Jedi mind trick, it only lasts so long. But like, part of me wants to think like that—that that lasted forever. He he constantly went home to rethink his life, and it was just in perpetual motion. So each day he gets up, looks in the mirror. Okay, time to rethink my life. Yep. Or maybe before he goes to bed, you know, he reflects on his day. Tomorrow when I get up, I'm gonna you know have a fresh start and rethink my life. Yeah. Then after I'm done with my day, I'm gonna go home and rethink my life. <laughs> Well, it also yeah. makes me wonder about what the what the other illegal drug trades are, because mm-hmm. you got death sticks. We've seen spice um, with the pikes. We saw the the was it a meth lab that we saw in in Obi Wan Kenobi, or was that a spice lab or something? Yeah, and whatever Jabba was was puffing on in his hookah. Yeah, because I don't know if that's Tatooine tobacco. I don't know if that's a thing. Right, man, it probably yeah. is. You know. Diced mushrooms that that grow on a uh, moisture evaporators. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. I, I, there had to be something in there. He, you know, his eyes were only so <laughs> open. <Yeah. laughs> Whichever way they closed, because I can't remember if they were vertical slits or or horizontal closing. That's a good question. Which way did his eyes close? Yeah, I thought I thought they were sideways. I thought they they closed, you know, left to right. Yeah, because I always thought they were up and down. I know he had eyelids that went up and down, but I, I also thought they were they were back side to side. But I could be way wrong with that. I could be mixing up my movies. Or was that the uh, the bug from Men in Black? It might have been the bug from Men in Black. Why is he not blinking? <laughs> well, the Ewoks yeah. didn't blink for the longest time until. I- they they adjusted that with with CGI, right? You know, it looks like honestly, it looks like just his pupils dilate, but his his blinking motion is just up and down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the drug trade in Star Wars. You know, it's something you don't really think about too often, but it 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 obviously exists. Yeah, because even it even surprisingly enough, it showed up in the Clone Wars cartoons. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with the pikes and stuff like that, and showed up in 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 Solo a little bit. I mean, just and it's there. They don't they don't they don't talk about it. They don't make it a thing. It's just it's just part of the 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 background, part of the you know the the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Revenge of the Sith? What do you have? Because I've I've got a couple for that one. Huh. Well, I, I I do wonder about some of the, the just the general citizens that go to the opera, mm-hmm. you know the you know dressed I mean, in their fancy clothes, 
going to the, the, you know, for a night out on the town or whatever, you know, where were they coming from? What do they do? Yeah. I still want to know more about uh, George Lucas's cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Like Senator I- Papanoidia, I think. It was. Yeah. And he, he was in the Clone Wars, too. I mean, his one of his kids was kidnapped in the Clone Wars. When was that? I, I thought one of his that. kids was kid. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was. I thought it was kidnapped by Greedo. It has been so long since I've seen the Clone Wars. Um, I, I, you could be totally lying to me, and it w- I would be like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Not Indiana Jones. Sorry, I'm I'm googling a lot of stuff tonight. <laughs> Annoyed, uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, he was. Look at that. And he even looks like George, too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Season three, episode four. It's good to know. I'll have to go back and rewatch that. See, and that's something I wish they would, at least with the toys that they did a little bit more of. I remember, um, during the prequel time, they would do some of those sets where it was, you know, four characters or so. And it was, I think there was there was one that had George Lucas, Amanda Lucas, Jet Lucas, and I don't remember his other daughter's name, but I thought it was a set of four figures, and it was them in their and as their their cameos. Mm-hmm. You know. Well. But, if they did a set like that nowadays, it'd be you'd be a hundred bucks, if not more. Yeah, especially yeah, if I, you add some of the little, the little extra bits, whether it's a Tuca cat or a, you know, a glass, you know, mm-hmm. a three D printed glass or whatever. Yeah, the, but the problem is, you know, a lot of that stuff now wouldn't sell. Like, you know, back in the prequel era when you know kids actually still played with toys, you could get rid of it. You know, you could clearance that out. But stuff like that, I mean, look at, uh, like, they can't even sell Lando right now. Like yeah, the, he's, been, he's been out there for a while. Either version of Lando. Yeah. Whether it's the, the Return of the Jedi version where he's in his his um, his disguise or just, you know, plain old Lando. Yeah, well, also General general Lando. That's Is that the, the one with the, the blue cape? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you've got the... the um, 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back ones that you still see from time to time where it's the, the Kenner style card instead of like the, the black series box. Okay. And then disguise Lando and general Lando. I don't know why Lando is the one that always gets stuck on the shelves. Or, or he's the one that stays on the shelf for a while. I remember it was, it was Jin Erso. Jin Erso was on the shelves for a really, really long time. So was Cassian. And, and yeah, so was Cassian. And that was, you know, that was pre and or popular popularity kind of stuff. See, I understand Cassian a little bit because it was his Edu garb. So, you know, he had the big, thick the winter parka. coat. Yeah. So, and it wasn't like the actual, like how you saw him in 90% of the movie. So that one, I kind of understand, but like Jin wore the same outfit. The entire movie, except when except she put on the, except when she had the disguise, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, why? <laughs> what was the thought process on that? 
And I don't know if it's my imagination, but it seems like there are just more Landos than there are of the other figures. So recently they they put out some Black Series um, Bad Batch figures. So there was a I don't I I have Wrecker Echo Tech. I think there was a Hunter. I don't know if there was a new uh, a new Crosshair or not. Um, and then a, an Arc Commander or Arc Commando. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't seem like there was many of those. But you know, I go to to, to my local store and there's probably <clears throat> there's probably a dozen Landos. I think Lando was one of those because um, you know they put six in a case. Okay. And if there's only four in a wave, you double up one. I think Lando is your double, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like I get it. Like I like Lando. I like. I actually like those figures. But you know, if you're going for the ones that are more popular, like you'd go with the ones that are current, like the Bad Batch ones. Yeah. Well, and there's but, there's at least with with uh, uh, the 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 stormtroopers or or some of the, the the rebels. It makes sense to get multiples of the same one because you want to you know fill out a scene or whatever. You don't need four Landos in disguise. Mm-hmm. You know, I would yeah. buy, not that I would. I, I I normally do this, but not that I would buy four four of the same stormtrooper. But it makes I, I can understand why people would want to. What you don't have ninety dollars? No, more than that, one hundred and twenty dollars to drop on Black Series figures at a time. Yeah, that's the other problem. Hasbro's pricing themselves out of the market. So sooner or later, you know, there's going to be a number that people are like, "Nah." I'm not paying that. See that I don't know. I really don't know. And the reason I say that is so, um, like the bigger ones, uh, like a Saw Gerrera, that was like thirty-five dollars or so. People buying them in the store, and they're still turning around and 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 selling them on 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 eBay or whatever third-party seller for more than that. So, and people are buying them there. So, if they're willing to buy it through that third party, I, I don't. I don't even know what that upper limit would be. Is is fifty bucks too much? For me, twenty bucks is 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 too much for for Black Series figures. Yeah, I remember when the Black Series figures were nineteen dollars, and I was like, "That's a that's a solid price." Because you know the the three and three quarter were ten bucks. Black Series was was twenty. So you know what? That's a, that's a perfect pricing scale. But now it's fifteen and thirty. I'm like, I don't know. Like, this is, these figures have not gotten that much better with the photorealism that I'm like, you know what? I can justify paying $30 for a figure. Well, and the other part to that, they're, I think they're putting more attention into the packaging. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, card back plastic bubble. Sometimes the pictures are nice, but by the time you take the bubble off, the picture is often ruined or whatever. But the that new packaging where it's it's a, it's more of a box and the the side has you know holographic print on it and and the at least the the ones where you don't even have the clear plastic opening, it's just a picture of the character on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, that also has that, you know, that fancy ink on it or whatever. So I'm wondering how much of the, the price of this figure is going towards the package and not the actual figure itself. 
Right. You know, or even even the the three and three quarter inch ones. So what what they all, they do too is like I just got the I got the Sabine Wren one. You know, the one with the the loth cat and a, and a couple little accessories or whatever. That's thirty bucks. That's thirty dollars. I know. I was. I'm stupid. I think. I think I used my uh, my my five dollar um, monthly uh, coupon or whatever from oh, from GameStop to get it. Having having flashbacks. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I. Uh, <clears throat> we got in at my store. We got in the the new vintage collection N one Starfighter. And it's a hundred and some. 130 bucks. And I granted like that, that almost feels justified because like, yeah, that it, that's a really highly detailed ship. And considering like I paid 200 for uh Boba Fett starship a couple years ago, I'm like, yeah, no, that that's, that's reasonable. But yeah, I don't know. I, some of these things that like the scout trooper and Grogu with the speeder bike, it's $48. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't yeah. know if it's that much. <laughs> it's getting wacky. I mean, so let's go to the to the new Naboo Starfighter. That's as much as uh, some of the Black Series helmets. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, I would rather pay for the Naboo Starfighter. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Look at the Honestly, like, anymore, I... Because I finally saw one of the uh, the Clone Trooper helmets in person... They don't look that good, in my opinion. Granted, I overanalyzed the clones, and especially the helmets. So that could just be me being, you know, super picky about it. But, like, I don't like how they look. I don't like how... The, I really don't like Rex's helmet that they they unveiled a, uh, a couple weeks ago. But, yeah. I, I The Black Series helmets, they, they seem like they're declining in quality. Yeah, I think they're just trying to get, you know, get them out as fast as, as, as possible. <clears throat> Yeah, now the lightsabers, on the other hand, they're nice, but the fact that they, I, I paid a hundred dollars for my Return of the Jedi Luke's Luke's lightsaber back in 2017. Now that they're over three hundred dollars. Oof. No thanks. Yeah. We're adults whinging about children's toys. <laughs> and they continue, they continue to pump them out. It's it's yeah. it's incredible to me. I mean, they're not they're not putting them out like like Phantom Menace or, or Clone Wars era, mm-hmm. um, and I. It, so if I could go back in time with a with a knapsack and could fill it up and bring stuff back from then, I would absolutely a million percent go back and and get a a boatload of Star Wars toys and bring them back bring them back to this time. Oh yeah, they were, they were they were literally a couple bucks a piece. You know, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter whether it was Hammerhead, or you know the the double telescoping Luke Skywalker, because at the time they were all equally considered, you know, landfill it, material. It was it was a Luke Skywalker figure. That's, but now you know, the eyes of collectors, we we look at that and it's like, wow, God, what I wouldn't do to have that. And you know, kids in 1978, they you know they're like, awesome, I've got a Luke Skywalker figure. Yep. Well, even I was watching a, a couple of YouTube videos last week, and it was some guys 
showing their their toys from when they were kids and they they turned it up and what they had done as kids is they used nail polish or marker and painted on the feet so that when they went to their friend's house you know johnny had blue on the bottom of his feet and billy had green on the bottom of his feet so they could tell them apart in this this pile of stuff and <laughs> Uh, I'd be kicking my, I am kicking myself. There are a couple toys that I, you know, I destroyed with a Sharpie. Yeah. I don't know. I like <clears throat> a lot of the merchandise merchandise now anymore. It's like, it's getting to the point where it's like, God, it's so expensive that like, you know, like, like the black series helmets, I'd rather 3d print one. And I understand that's not, you know, that's not an achievable goal for 99% of people. But for, for me, like, I, I, I look at those Black Series helmets and it'd say, I could pay $130 for that, or I could pay, like, 50 bucks and have that, like, handmade touch to it and have it done to how I would expect it to look. Well, and it also it, it makes you wonder, like, what is the, the purpose of the, the purchase? Are you getting it to just put it on a, on a display shelf? If that's the case, then, you know, the 3D printed $50 one that's, that's hand done is just as, is just as displayable as a, a Black Series one. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't, the, the only Black Series helmet <clears throat> that I do not look at and say, I probably should have just made that is the Mandalorian helmet because the, the detail on the interior of that helmet alone justifies the purchase for me. Um, but like the rest of them though, it's, I, I look at them like I could make it for a fraction of the cost. I can't, I can't justify that. Yeah. But like <clears throat> the figures though, like I don't have that alternative and I'm still, I can't, like, I'll buy a couple of them here and there. Like, the ones that I really like. Like, I bought the, the you know, some of the newer ones from the, the new line. I think I sent you a picture of the, the two that I got. The Ewoks? Uh, no, 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 no. Not the Ewoks. The, the, the blue packaging. Oh, uh, okay. Dancing around something. Okay. Um, but, yeah. So, I got, I got two of those. Granted, after I had gone, sworn up and down that I was done collecting the Black Series figures. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, because, like, the toy collecting, like, that's something, like, my dad and I do. And it, and it really sucks having to be, like, yeah, I, there, there, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. I would have loved to have uh, Boba Fett's throne room, but for yeah, and that $250. Place that was, yeah, that was then. I mean, I don't even know what it is now. And I don't <laughs> think I, I, I don't remember ever seeing that place set in, in the wild. I never saw it in a store. It was because it was a Hasbro Pulse exclusive. Ah, uh, okay. That's it's be fine. it's because it's one of those things where it's like they knew nobody would pay two hundred and fifty dollars for it, except for the absolute must have everything collectors. Gotcha. So, yeah, and that <clears throat> that's just another great point, like the Hasbro Pulse stuff and the has the Haslab stuff. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, these are like super high end collectible, you know, things. I can't justify paying, you know, $250 for a Black Series Rancor, you know, that comes with a cardboard backdrop and, you know, plastic rocks and bones. <laughs> and it was one figure, right? Was it, uh, yeah. was it the Gamorrean Guard or something like that? Yeah, at first, uh, until there was enough public backlash, you didn't even get the Rancor Keeper. 
the most, the thing that makes the most sense. Or no, it wasn't a Gamorrean guard. It was Luke. The same Luke Skywalker that we've gotten at least two of every five years. You know, I was having this conversation with my boss because we, they're doing the Return of the Jedi line still. Okay. Uh, And we got in the the Return of the Jedi Luke. And I told him, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, how many Return of the Jedi Lukes do we have right now? Because you have the, <clears throat> you got the Black Series one from Return of the Jedi, the actual Return of the Jedi one. You have the Black Series Mandalorian one. Then you have the Mandalorian one with him and Grogu in the backpack. And you've got the Retro Collection. You've got the Vintage Collection. You've got the Vintage Collection of him from the Mandalorian. That is six different of the exact same Luke. With maybe a minor variation here or there. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you can, it would. I think it would take a little bit of extra effort to, to show the variation of it. Right. So. Well, even you know how many how many Black Series Dindajarans do we need? Yeah, because they just unveiled another one from the Minds of Mandalore. <laughs> oh, and how is that different than any of the other ones? I have no idea. I because I saw it and I was looking at it. I'm like. This isn't different from the the uh, Book of Boba Fett, the one that we got from the Ring World, unless the one from the Ring World had the slash on his leg from the dark saber. Gotcha. Which I but, doubt they would, because that'd be kind of a little too gory for for a Star Wars figure. Right. Yeah, because like I can't even, I can't even say. Oh, it comes with the dark saber. Like that's that's the big thing. So. So what I would love to see happen with with Din specifically. Is if they made a DIN package that had three heads with it. You could put a Latif head on. You could put a Brendan Wayne head on. You could put a Pedro Pascal head on. I don't need another Pedro Pascal Mandalorian. Nope. Did you see the the one they released uh, after the end of season one? No, I don't think so. Oh, nightmare fuel. It's It looks nothing like... It looks like Pedro Pascal... If he melted. <laughs> nice. But I would yeah. just want those three in one package because it's those three people that play him. Yeah. Kind of like they did with uh, with Paz Vizsla where they put a, a John Favreau head on him. Yeah. Even though you never see him as John Favreau, you just hear his voice. But they still, yeah, which... I think it was like a, that might have been a, a, a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive or something like that. So it was a it was an SDCC exclusive for um, the first wave, but then they released it for Hasbro Pulse because I had a pre order for it, but I ended up just canceling it mm-hmm. because you know I've got the the Dave Filoni Trapper Wolf somewhere around here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to have both of them, but I just that was another one. It's like I'm not paying fifty dollars for a John Favreau figure. Yeah, I'll pay I. I paid the the luxury tax on the Trapper Wolf one because it was only thirty five bucks, but it can't you know it, it had the fancy packaging and whatnot. But I was like, <clears throat> nah, fifty bucks is where I draw the line for you know for that because you know I understood like yeah this it's a Dave Filoni figure that's you're buying it because it's Dave Filoni. Yes, and and heck, they could they could very easily do a, a, a trio of pilots and have the three directors because they had Deborah Chow. And Rick Famuyiwa, you know, because he they were in that one episode of of The Mandalorian together. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? The the stunt double for Luke. 
Oh, I can't remember. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Because you you could do him and uh, Carson Tava too to make it a five pack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that 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 turned into a weird tangent. <clears throat> well, I mean, it, it is kind of fun to think about how these these movies, these shows that we see on television become become. Uh, um, items on our shelves and I know as a kid this is, and I think they are sort of tied together because I know as a kid I would often make up these stories these little these little scenes with the characters that, that didn't happen in the movie but they very easily could have mm-hmm. you know and it, that's kind of what we were talking about earlier with those different threads that that we were introduced to like for instance Dex from Dexter's Diner you know what happened before that what happened after that you know, I think we we stepped into. Did we get into Revenge of the Sith yet, or a little bit? Because we, we, we were talking about uh, <clears throat> Papanoida. Yeah, that's right, and 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 the opera, the opera um, guests. Right. Now that makes me wonder: Does Dex have an action figure? He does. He does. Well, yeah. I'm assuming it's probably just the Attack of the Clones line. I think so. I don't. It's a. I know that's three and three quarter inch. I know that. I have that yeah. one because that was. Um, he had a, like a, I don't know, if, not a machete, but a, a, a chef's knife, not, not the, like a cleaver. I think he had a, yeah. like a cleaver knife and, and yeah. an apron and, and that a kind A butcher's of knife. Yeah, butcher's knife, yep. Because they also had the waitress droid as a figure. I knew that. They didn't have, I don't think they had the, 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 the human waitress, but the droid they had. Yeah. Because it came on this this clear plastic stand because that droid was on a, on like a unicycle wheel mm-hmm. and it wouldn't, it wouldn't stand up by itself. So he had this special stand for it. But then it makes you wonder like, what about all those patrons, all those people that were sitting in his, in his diner, there was a Doug in there, I thought, and some other, you know, other weird costumed characters. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know if, if Hasbro or Kenner would do all of those characters whether it's in the diner or even in the Outlander Club, because I think one of the the people in the Outlander Club was a woman wearing mesh pants and a thong. So I don't think I don't yeah. think Kenner would do that. It's not like uh, McFarland toys or anything. Yeah, yeah, I think that that might be where they draw the line. Yeah, because even with Ula, they uh, um, they they, they were uh, more family friendly. Mm-hmm. I think the riskiest, the riskiest they ever went was. Uh, um, Hut Slayer Leia, yeah, with her metal bikini. Yeah, but I mean that that one's that that is a, a staple. I feel like that that's that's an iconic thing. So you you almost had to make that. Yeah, and and at the time, I mean, it made perfect sense. Yeah. But then recently, you know, there was the one dad who got all all twisted, um, saying he wanted to get Star Wars toys for his kid, and and he went into the store and it was Leia in a bikini. Yeah. You know, made a big big stink out of it yeah i mean it, <clears throat> I, I i don't care if it's in the movie make a toy yeah. it's, i'm not it, it look <clears throat> if if it made it past disney's you know seal of approval at this at this current point in time if it makes it past disney's seal of approval you can make a toy of it because disney you know they're overly careful about you know not stepping on the wrong toes and, and yeah. you know making things that are that are appropriate. Yeah. But yeah. Do you, well, we got thirteen minutes left. Do you want to go threads or you want to keep on toys? 
Because you know I can go about toys all night. Yeah, I mean, what are, what are some what are, with that in mind? We'll we'll take this idea of of threads into toys. You know, whether it's the the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy, what are some toys that you think would would make for uh, um, great additions to your collection that don't already exist? Look, I really wish they would bring back, like, I think we talked about it briefly, like, the set pieces. Like, <clears throat> you know, I would love to have, like, for the sequel trilogy, I'd love to have um, the uh, Kylo Ren and Rey showdown from The Force Awakens, or even, like, the, the throne room. I think that would be a good set, or even the Death Star, the Death Star 2 wreckage. I think just having that one, like, spire piece, I've got it next to me but slightly adjacent off camera but yeah i think i think that set piece would be cool um some something like like if we could do like the opera house which that might already exist the opera i don't think the opera house exists not that i I know that they had a they had a i thought they had a geonosis battle arena but i don't remember there being an opera house one um, well, it could be fun to have a, 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 a Canto Bite set. I mean, I mean, you've got little little gambling tables. We don't necessarily need to have the deleted scenes where there's the, the massage parlor down below or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, to your point about the set pieces, I also think it would be fun if they had done, you know, a handful of creatures from from the the sequel trilogy whether it's a, a father or if they had done the um the, the was it fenix fox what was the one that had all the crystals on it from yeah. the from crate yeah um so there's the father um fenix fox there was one what was the like the horse looking thing that zana rode um in rise of skywalker that they they ended up putting up on the ship and then taking it with them to Exegol. I don't remember. What were they called? I know what you're talking about. Or even if they did a a handful more from, I don't, you know, I know they did some Star Wars Rebels toys, but they definitely didn't do things like the, uh, the Loth wolves. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be a, a, even if they did the, 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 two of them because there were two that were were larger than the other ones yeah uh they were called orbacks orbacks okay the horses the horse looking things yeah and you know something a little bit bigger and i understand like this would this would definitely be like a hasbro or haslab project but i would still i would consider fronting the money but uh a uh star destroyer hmm you know, because we we haven't gotten a an actual like large scale star destroyer, at least not to my knowledge. Or even like, like if you did like a to your point with the play sets, could you have the bridge where it's a much more involved than than the let's say the the Death Star play set from the from the late seventies early eighties? Yeah, well, I mean they did do a <clears throat> they did the Super Star Destroyer play set in the eighties, but it looked I mean other than the fact that it was a triangle. You know, wasn't very reminiscent of the uh, the death or the star destroyer. Yeah. Also, like some more of the creatures from Maz Kanata's castle. <clears throat> oh yeah, for sure. there were just so many there. 
Like, I don't think I saw the, who was the really, really big guy that was in the castle and he had um, the lady with the black and white striped Oh, the, the, the First Order spies? Yeah, the First Order spies. Yeah. Like that ginormous, <clears throat> the, the ginormous character that was, was there. I don't think I ever saw a toy for him. Mm-mm. No, there's a lot. <clears throat> there's a lot from the sequel trilogy they just skipped over because of Constable Tuvio. Yeah, I will say that I, that one Constable Zuvio kind of made me upset because that was I think that might have been in the, the one of the first the first waves of the Black Series figures. I thought it was the first wave of the mainstream Black Series figures because the Black Series figures you had the 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 blue box you had the blue stripe you had the orange stripe and then you had the red boxes. The red boxes are when they it was bas- it was basically like a reset button. For the Black Series, um, but yeah, the because he he was I think number four in that line, uh, behind Ray, Kylo Ren, and Finn. And I was I was convinced that this is going to be a cool guy. I mean, look at this costume. Yeah, and we even saw him in the. Uh, he was either in a trailer or like a behind the scene teaser before the movie came out, and it looked awesome. Never, never in a, never in the movie. I don't think he was in any of the deleted scenes that we got to see. Nope. So, yeah, I feel like that figure alone ruined all of the potential figures we would have gotten for the sequel trilogy. So they they really played it safe on you know the seven different rays: Kylo Ren, Finn. Because I don't get me wrong, like I'm, I'm always glad to see those figures, but still, it's like a little variation would be nice. Yeah, and I don't know if they did all. I know that they did, you know, a bunch of them in the three quarter inch, three and three quarter inch, like the the different droids and stuff. Like there's that blue droid, um, that was on the the with the rebels, like I don't know, it was PZ or something like that. Um, but they they they, they could have done a a handful more. Yeah, but. The other thing that I, I really wish that because like I, I hate to say it and I know I know there is there is at least someone who's not going to be thrilled with me saying this and it might even be you. Uh, I'm tired of the original trilogy. I don't need a New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and uh, Return of the Jedi figures all the time. Like it, it's pretty loud and clear that <clears throat> you know the the prequels are not you know the Antichrist anymore. It's not the, the most hated thing on the planet. Like, give me more prequel era toys. Or even, you know, the, the animated ones. Mm-hmm. You know, give me some, some, some nicely constructed animated ones. Because I know with Rebels, they did, they did a whole bunch of the, the really simple five-point artic- articulation figures. Yeah. You know, but, or even um, <clears throat> Resistance as... as <laughs> underappreciated as resistance is i mean they they could have they could have had every one of those pilots and their ship you know yeah. or the all the different pirates the pirates were incredibly creative and unique um they could have done those and and and, and stuff like that so there's there's lots of room for more stories those those loose threads that we were talking about that we started off our our conversation with and there's much more room there for for toys 
And to your point earlier, I don't want them to be so darn expensive, especially considering how many of them that, that they could possibly put out there for us. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, my, it's a, it's a fleeting dream, but I want the, the two pack Jedi interceptor. I'll pay 300 bucks for that. You know, if you give me like hyper detailed Jedi interceptors from uh, revenge of the Sith, you know, I'll, I'll pay 300 bucks for a two pack, get Anakin and Obi-Wan's on a nice carded Kenner style figure. Yeah, and I and I thought I saw a picture somewhere that they were doing a Black Series Millennium Falcon. Oh, I don't even want to think about what the price tag on that would be. You know, I wonder what a what a Black Series, you know, Jedi um, ship would cost, or the the size of it. I I don't even need a Black Series one. I just want to. I just want a three. And, I want a new three and three quarter one because the like I have a lot of because the Jedi Interceptor is my favorite ship. Um, but I you know I have a handful of them, but they're like so the the only thing that has like a decent amount of detail is the cockpit. Like the outsides, the ships are very like the paint is flat. There's no weathering on it, <clears throat> and they're pretty basic. But I I would love to see one that's you know with today's modern technology and. And toy making, I'd like to see one that's more detailed. And did they ever make one with a hyper a hyperspace ring? They did. Um, you you'd be hard pressed to find it because I think they only they. I think that was like a two thousand circa two thousand seven two thousand eight release uh, when they had that really weird thirtieth uh, anniversary packaging. Okay. Um. Same time we got, uh, um, what do you call it? Oh, jeez, I can picture it in my mind, too. There was some character that never had a Jedi Interceptor. Oh, it was Vader's Jedi Interceptor. It was the all-black one. Oh, I actually have that one. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was one of the first conventions that I ever went to with Heather and the boys. It was in Philadelphia. And... I can't remember if it was the 501st or the Mando Mercs or something. They were doing raffles. Hmm. And I put in I won I won two days in a row. And one of the one of the things I won was that 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 Darth Vader's interceptor. Or no, it was Anakin's. I'm pretty sure I think it was Anakin's. Hmm. But it was the the black and gray one. Yeah. And then the next day the, the it was like a each each day was like a bundle of stuff. Um, the second day uh, was a, a a handful of things related to Boba Fett, including a a poster that had been signed by some of the people. Um, it had like I think it might have been five hundred first because now that I'm thinking about it, I think they signed like BH number something something. Because I think um, Boba Fett in the five hundred first is it's a it's a B a bounty hunter number. Yeah, you know. So I think it was I think it was the five hundred first. Now that I'm talking out loud about it. Gotcha. Yeah, so I lucked out two days in a row. I think it was Saturday and Sunday where I, I won the raffle. That's super cool. I've had really good luck with raffles. I won a uh, uh, a Death Star Transformer. <laughs> so it transformed from the Death Star into Darth Vader. It's a very weird 
shape and everything. I, I've never opened it. It's still in the in the in the box, but I I, I won that at a raffle too. Yeah, those <clears throat> those transformers are weird because I still have my my General Grievous uh, wheel bike transformer. <laughs> that was a weird one. I can't even imagine how that would work. Like, it looks nothing. It looks like you just put General Grievous's head on, um, on on a wheel bike that you fold in half. Oh, okay. <laughs> and just gave it arms and legs. Which, granted, I mean, the wheel bike already had like, it kind of looked like appendages, so it made it made sense like with the legs, but it looks nothing like General Grievous. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Well, I'm impressed that we were able to stretch this out for a full hour, and if yeah. if if we had Mike on the line, he probably would have helped us stretch it out even longer. But right. But uh, are you okay with uh with packing it in for a, a, another another flight of the Falcon? Absolutely, it was All a great right. show. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm equally as shocked we 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 made an hour out of that one. <laughs> well, I'll work to find Mike's trusty outro and send everyone out with a, a wonderful Wednesday and uh, a may the force be with you always. But to get down, 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 dance. Woo! There's nothing left.